welcome. This is the Anxious Podcast. Um, I am Dr. Marianne Stout, the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin. This is my illustrious colleague. Yes, I'm Dr. Thomas Smithyman. Um, previously of the Anxiety Treatment Center of Austin. Yeah, unaffiliated. Unaffiliated. <laughs> um, and yeah, we were trying to think of like, what are some good topics for our now more consistent podcasting? <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. I had zero ideas and you had this great idea. So yeah, what what are we talking about today? What What's come to mind? Yeah, so you asked me, like, I feel like I'm not, like at least lately, I haven't been the one to think of topics. It's been like you thinking of topics. So mm-hmm. I felt a little bit of a, uh, like an onus, I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta pull, pull Step my up. weight here, and like think of one. Um, and I was like, oh, you know, Thanksgiving is coming up here, here in the U.S. Um, and it was making me think about, you know, Thanksgiving is is gratitude, right? Like you're giving thanks, and then so I was like, oh, well, that's one of these very popular positive psychology interventions you know it had a real moment with oprah like 10 years ago or whatever and um oprah and so yeah psychology well she was she was into doing these gratitude journals and oh, okay sort of you know, like i sort of popularized it like you know like in the um just like sort of population wide right so that that oh. was a big push from her so i was thinking about that and i was thinking about yeah just like gratitude and like kind of kindness and the things that are like in that realm and thinking about, well, those kind of like, like positive behavior things um, and how those might um, be connected with anxiety and all the things that we work on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also, and we'll get more into it as we talk, I'm sure, but it also like loops into not just like, I think the direct treatment of anxiety, but more like that meta, the why, you know, why I should mm. do this work on anxiety too, right? Like why I should. Yeah, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be curious to hear about that. Yeah. I mean, I know the way we work, we'll have many different you angles know. on this. <laughs> no, exactly what I'm thinking, but yeah. yeah. I'm um, willing to bet there'll be some self-compassion coming up somewhere in this uh, since that it <laughs> comes up every time. Well, they, it seems like it's a good Venn diagram there. With oh, gratitude. definitely. Definitely, yeah. Self compassion, yeah, yes, mm-hmm. love it. I, I, yeah, I love all that. Yeah, all these kind so, of things right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, I always love. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. What are you no, saying? No, no, I, you, you, you're on something. So. Oh, I was totally going to go on a tangent. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that this, this, uh, this topic for me, like, 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 I didn't, I didn't grow up in the U.S. Right, so I didn't grow up with Thanksgiving. Um, and for the most part, my experience of it is that it's um, sort of a forced interaction with the family of people that I like, and then I have to interact with their family members, and I'm never going to see them, and it's you know sort of this, in, you know, just kind of awkward interaction that I have to sort of get That's through. That's your association of Thanksgiving. I mean, yeah, Thanksgiving is not like I didn't grow up. I don't have all those childhood connections and all that. It's just sort of like eating food I'm not into. Um, or can't really eat, and interactions with, like, I'm not talking about hanging out with my friends, I'm hanging out with my friends' sort of family, you know, you know. so it was never a big thing for me, but I do remember, like, um, working community mental health um, as one of my placements in grad school, 
and uh, as for one of the groups, we did this thing where we went around um, and each person said what they were grateful for. And that I thought was awesome. I'm like, oh, this is great. Okay, I really saw the value in that. But you didn't see the value in people hanging out with their family for a meal. <laughs> oh, I saw them. I saw the value for them. It's just for me, like, like I, I was, I'd be happy just hanging out my own and like not being involved, but people just really would not allow that to happen, you know, because <laughs> it, it, it's such a powerful American thing. So like that was sort of. Strangers off the street. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which I, I get. But. Like uh, <laughs> Real Housewives that, uh, what's her name? Denise Richards said she invited Martin Sheen, not Martin Sheen, uh, Charlie oh, Short. Sheen. Oh. Charlie Sheen's like hookers in to come have Thanksgiving dinner with them because she didn't huh. want them to be alone. Like it's a very, yes, huh. yeah. holiday. That's hilarious that you. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, but, but that, that for me, I, I was like, Thanksgiving coming up. But like what I do like is this idea of gratitude and yeah. kindness and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I guess maybe my my tangent wasn't such yeah. a tangent because I was mm. going to say I think of you often about Thanksgiving being not not growing up in America, how you mm. were confused by this holiday, saying like, wait, we have Christmas right before Christmas. <laughs> this doesn't make sense. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, growing growing up in a country where there was a whole lot of Christmas happening, I'm like. Huh. You know, which which I, I came to understand it. I'm like, okay, it's sort of like uh, everybody gets the basics of the sort of British Christmas ideal, but everyone gets it. Um, yeah, uh, I I think Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. Like, cool. <laughs> I think because like there's less of the like expectations commercially and gift giving there's a lot of pressure to like give mm. christmas gifts and this was just like eat a big meal drink mm, uh -huh. wine. yeah you know and it's all like that positive yeah gratitude mm -hmm. stuff i don't know i just i love that so and then it kicks off the christmas season yeah, although, you know, that point plus commercializing. I have noticed walking around, there's no Thanksgiving stuff anywhere. It's all, it's already Christmas and all the shop windows. They've, they've skipped it. Mm -hmm. right. well, I love it. I yeah. think it's can sell a whole lot more Christmas stuff than they can Thanksgiving stuff. So. Right, because, yeah, you're like, how many turkeys can yeah. you sell? How much mashed potatoes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, no, I think it's very, yeah, timely and appropriate. And I work on Oprah's gratitude journals, not knowing it's Oprah, um, with clients. Not a week goes by that we don't work on on gratitude with somebody, for sure. Oh, wonderful. Okay. And do, do you find it makes an impact? Um, huge impact, especially with any kind of, like, depression work. I think it's so helpful, not being a depression specialist, but so helpful for that um, mental filter that depression does, right? Like filters out any of the positive the, the, and we look through. The like biased processing, the like negatively biased processing, yeah. And that piece of right with the gratitude, at least as far as the the um, homework I assigned for it is um, you identify three new positives each day. So it's not just identifying positives or things you're grateful for. Yeah. It has to be new ones, right? And so it is really kind of 
working on that seeking out good. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a little more stretching, you know, to try to. Well, well it's 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 forcing you to try to deliberately actively process positive things, which you're used to just ignoring. Yeah, yeah. You normally have that like discounting, disqualifying, positive happening with depression. So I find it super helpful. And so even then I've used it, kind of expanded it to people who struggle with, um, it's not always maybe like gratitude of things you're grateful for, but sometimes it's just like identifying positives in, and I use it for people even like with some self-confidence pieces of like things that you like about yourself each oh, day. Oh, totally, yeah. Burnout, it'll be um, things about like, say you hate, you know, you're burnt out from your job, but you don't have a new job tomorrow. So how to make it sustainable? Like, okay, let's identify like a new thing you appreciate about mm -hmm. your job, even if it's like, I got a paycheck, you know, I mean, it's not like, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter big, small, what it is. Yeah. It's like but focus on, on, on a, yeah. Cause I mean, I, I would use, uh, I would use like pride diaries for, um, for, for like social anxiety and, and like self, self-esteem stuff of like what are you proud of yourself for oh. like what have you done that that was difficult or moved you in a direction that matters to you and things where, where you like again to correct that negativity bias of where oh I'm, I'm gonna ignore all the things that are, that are going well or good about me or that I like about myself and I'm just gonna hyper focus on the negatives this is sort of again pride a yep. pride diary forcing you to know what are you proud of about yourself to try to mm -hmm. build up pride to balance out the shame totally yeah, yeah. so um i think i use it in that way and <laughs> we're going to get into self-compassion right now um yeah. i think right this is some of the meta pieces of like anxiety so often creates shame and ocd right creates shame ocd especially because people are like i am a logical rational person and here i cannot get past these like bizarre thoughts mm -hmm. um and so I use it all the time. I'm like, yeah, what are you grateful for? Or what are you, you know, what are some positives or what are some things that you like about yourself or what are some things, you know, that you're able to do well, right? To, as a way to kind of balance out some of the shame that anxiety and OCD can create. So mm -hmm. I think it's really helpful for that too. Um, mm -hmm. Part of that, that we're self-compassion and, and totally. like seeing positives. Uh-huh. Yeah, and and do you notice that um, with your work? Like, do you notice that it had? Like, do you see a difference? I see a big difference. I have yeah. clients who, you know, we've worked together for a long time, and that I have not assigned it for homework in forever, and they're like, oh, I still do it, or whenever I start struggling, I do that again, and so like it's super helpful. And so then I practiced it myself, you know. Then I'm like, well, you know, mm -hmm. I, again, I hate being like that person who says like. Do what I say, not as I do. So I, you know, when I struggle with things, um, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, what am I grateful for? What's good? It's things I talk about with my kids all the time. So I'm like, there will always be something you don't have, or some somebody who has something better than you, or can do something better than you. Yeah. And secret mm -hmm. to happiness is not once I achieve that thing. Secret to happiness is being, yeah, grateful for the things that you do have. And so yeah, I mm -hmm. practice myself all the probably not as much as I should. You know, it'd be could be helpful to do it on a daily basis, but I'd say I do it mm -hmm. very frequently. Wow. Okay. That's that, that's great. Yeah. I think there's been times where I've experimented with it, you know, because again, I I don't suggest something unless I've tried it. Um, yeah. I, I think I recall it being kind of helpful. 
I definitely did. I did a full year, like a one full year where I did the, the pride diary though. Yeah. And that made a tremendous impact on self-esteem for me. Yeah. Like tremendous. And, and it, it, uh, I overlapped it with, um, doing exposures. I think so, I time. Uh, this is probably one of, one of many, oh, many times. Having <laughs> lots of exposure. Oh, I've, 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 I've done that. I've done that numerous times. Um, but yeah, I, I did, I remember doing it sort of early in, uh, early in grad school and having just a huge impact. And what happens, right, is that when you, I think part of what it does is when you are looking for things to be proud of or things to be grateful for, and you know that you're going to fill this thing out, it primes you to start to be aware of it in the course of daily living. Mm-hmm. You just like walk around like, like it, it, primes you to be observant of those things and probably like engage in those things too because one of the studies i was looking at one of the research mm-hmm. um this one at a uc davis um they compared like three groups people who like wrote daily about irritations or things that displease them mm-hmm. one that just about events just neutral and then one about daily gratitude the gratitude uh group um were more optimistic felt better about their lives and then like just as a surprising correlate um exercised more and had fewer visits to doctors um uh-huh. right almost a thing of like the good begets good right like well if i'm gonna uh-huh. look for good i can like actively make more good there are things that i can do you know mm-hmm. to, i mean just sort of like you know the cbt model of you know if my behaviors you know, then lead to different thoughts and lead to different emotions, same sort of thing. Yeah. If I'm to like mm-hmm. change where the focus of my thoughts are, then it starts to shift, like what my behavior mm-hmm. can kind of shift. Yeah, yeah, which is kind of the flip side of, you know, I think what we yeah. talk about in, in therapy a lot, which is like, if you sit around ruminating all day, then you're gonna get more and more and more depressed. If you sit around worrying all day, you're gonna get more and more anxious. If you sit around thinking about how good things are, you're probably gonna do the opposite of, of like, yeah. Shutting down, right? Yes. Yeah. You're more likely to like do stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is what a lot of the other research I looked at was like, it, there was, yeah, it's correlated with like less um, rumination. Part of the protective factor uh-huh. uh, psychopathology, um, not only due to its improved relationships with others, but also connected to less critical, less punishing, and more compassionate relationship with the self. Like, yeah. 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 Okay. So, because I, I, I came across that one as well, right? Oh. Um, yeah, which which I thought was interesting because they, they were calling it repetitive negative thinking, right? Which was like I was like, oh, I think that's uh, <laughs> that's their name for like worry and rumination, right? Obviously, and I perked up because it was such metacognitive therapy related oh. uh, idea, right? <laughs> like, like rumination and worry, um, circular mm-hmm. negative thinking either about the future or the past or current current life. Yeah. So, so I actually, you know, I'm I'm curious to know your thoughts. So there's something about focusing on gratitude that led to this decrease in worry and rumination. So what what's your take on on why having people do gratitude focus would lead to a reduction in worry and rumination? I mean, I think it's seen right, like worry and rumination beget more worry and rumination right and so then yeah. putting this like yeah focus on positives begets more 
focus on possible like what am i giving attention to feeds it yeah um yeah and there's also like only so much time in the day right so <laughs> can't be thinking all of these things all the time hmm. that's, so that's that's interesting actually so that the time part because yeah i get i gave you something about the like just what we said like worry worry creates makes you more anxious rumination makes you more depressed because in both cases it's like you're just fueling the threat system to stay activated. Yeah, and looking for more. Yeah. Negative, right. Yeah, and the, the more you think about negative stuff, the more the easier it is to think of other negative things. Like, like we got plenty of resource that backs, it lights up all these networks of negativity. Um, and so the more you keep fueling that and throwing, throwing you know more wood onto that fire, it keeps burning. So, yeah, you're right. There's two pieces there. One is that you are actively choosing to fuel um, the opposite process, mm -hmm. focus on positive rather than negative, which hopefully should allow that, you know, like that fire to kind of get going and uh, like kind of keep running for a while. So it's interesting that, that, that yeah, it's kind of both. You, you stop giving fuel to the negative, you start instead fueling the positive, to kind of balance it and also just yeah okay so that's both those things the the time the time part is sort of interesting because um like i'll do uh, metacognitive work people which a lot of it is based on like just like cutting off these worry and rumination processes um and one question i get from people that it's a really hard one to answer is like well if I'm not just going over these negative things in my head, what am I supposed to be thinking about? Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't know. What will I do with all that time? <laughs> no, I've done. Yeah, what, what do I do with all, all that time? I'm like, live, get present focused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so like, yeah, some ideas, yeah, get present focus or whatever. But um, it is funny though, just just thinking about that of like, oh, if if there's an active negative processing going on maybe one of the answers is escalate some some uh active positive thinking processes sure sure i mean i've even had that with clients when you're working on like the worry postponement worry time exercise that are like i have so much more time in my day now since i'm not spending all this time actively engaging in worry that's really yeah like you know recognize like wow that took up a lot of time to do that yeah lots of time right yeah i'm gonna put that with clients too then like yeah what i you know that anxiety has taken over so much of your life what what do i want it to look like what do i and really has shrunk values shrunk engaging in positives right like and yeah. so and that's when we start working i mean i have a client right now where we've been really working on you know, kind of taking a pause from even doing exposure work to focus on values of like, okay, yeah, let's say, let's say OCD isn't running your life. What do you want your life to look like? You know, what, what would you want to be running your life? What do you want the meaning? Yeah. To, I think that's also where this gratitude, right, comes in of like, okay, what do you want? You know, if you're coming to mm. me, want this worry and rumination gone, what are the things you're grateful for? What do, you know, obviously like gratitude, things you're grateful for, can 
have some connection to your values because he wouldn't be grateful, wouldn't care about them, right? <laughs> he wouldn't value them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, what? how can we kind of build that up so you have more things to be grateful for? Yeah, oh, that's what she wanted. Yeah, how, how to be doing, yeah, how, how to be like investing in your life for things that matter yeah. to you. Yes. Yeah. Um, this also makes me think, you know, I'm seeing a lot of times I think about things sort of social and social anxiety related. Um, this, I, I doubt it's mentioned in the, the researchy stuff. I didn't, I certainly didn't come across it, but <coughs> um, if, if we're thinking about positive, right? Um, and that Thanksgiving day thing of where you express what you're grateful for, um, part of that is that like, it's actually expressed externally to people, right? Versus gratitude journalists, like you're sitting there doing it in internal, it's an internal process, mm -hmm. you know, self-compassion and, and, and caring and refocusing. But like, if you think socially, right? Like how much of what people are grateful for is the kindness of other people or some something like that right yeah. so um like on a social level like think about the power of expressing gratitude to others oh uh that's some of the research um uh martin seligman right like um never heard of him yeah uh, <laughs> psychology dude uh one of the yeah. um research studies they did was had um whatever, this big study, uh, they said like the most impactful piece was they would have people write and personally deliver a letter of gratitude to someone who had never been properly thanked for his or her kindness. Those mm -hmm. participants immediately exhibited a huge increase in happiness scores. This impacted mm -hmm. that of any other intervention and the benefits lasting for a month. So yeah, that like the piece of, yeah, like thank yeah. and showing appreciation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like that helps you, but also like, right? Like how nice it feels to be thanked too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so this is, you know, um, okay. Some, some, some sort of studies from my head here. So there was one last year and this, this is just one of, of many within this kind of area, but there's these studies about how um, we underestimate how impactful like compliments or like saying nice things to other like we underestimate how much impact it has on them and basically like if you say things to people that are about how much you like them or compliments or how grateful you are or these kind of things it actually has a huge impact on people and um people tend not to do it um due to underestimating how much how much uh like impact it has overestimating how awkward it's going to be and it's like vulnerable right to like thank someone is vulnerable like it's vulnerable that meant something to me yeah you meant yeah something. yeah sure yeah and so that there is this vulnerability of like exposing like self-disclosing and like mm -hmm. and 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 in the study that was like yeah people imagine it being really awkward and making the other person uncomfortable but then the other person's like i wasn't uncomfortable at all and it felt amazing and i think about it forever 
like it, it has this long-term impact and um like th this is this is this is like one benefit of expressing gratitude it really it's very kind and it it's going to make other people feel really good right mm -hmm. um which yeah i mean like like i don't know those those have talk about sort of values and things too yeah. right sure um i feel like there's more there was some research too on it also how helpful I mean, I guess what you're talking about is this, like the, the thank you. Oh, this is the the thank you piece is helpful. Yeah, uh -huh. both the person saying the thank you and for the person yeah. the thank you that like yeah. Uh -huh. how, oh, I'm gonna mess it okay, up. Okay. Well, well. Okay. If well, it does remind me because like when when we, we were first texting about what the topic was going to be, part of what was coming to mind for me was this. Um, these social anxiety um, studies about kindness as a social anxiety intervention, mm -hmm. which again, this sort of expressing gratitude or giving a compliment or doing something, um, <coughs> as well as it being like, uh, like making other people feel good. It also makes us feel really good too. Mm. Even though again, it's vulnerable and awkward, it makes us feel really good too to mm -hmm. express express gratitude or, or to be kind to others so there's this there's a couple of studies that are like the middle of the last decade um and they were they were looking at, at like treating social anxiety with asking people to do acts of kindness to strangers or to friends you know like holding whatever doors open or i, just, I think it was just like helping people with stuff mm -hmm. um, and they found that it had like a, a legit impact on social anxiety, like social avoidance dropped and like positive affect increased and like actual anxiety scores went down. Um, and what was interesting, it, it was it wasn't just standalone. It was um, they compared it to exposure. So it was really interesting. Yeah. So and, and, and they found that it was, I mean, within this thing couple of studies it, it was it was uh it was on, kind of on par with exposure, exposure. yeah and then there were, there's some more studies trying to understand what was happening yeah i mean it could be an exposure right oh, it's totally an exposure <laughs> in and of itself it's, it's it's almost like a values-based yeah exposure like doing this thing you're scared of doing that feels vulnerable and yeah. putting yourself out there and testing out uh -huh what actually happens does this prediction of they're gonna laugh in my face or whatever mm. does that compare yeah. tolerate the discomfort that comes about with it totally i mean it's it is it is an active expression yeah. it's we, we just talked a minute ago it is being vulnerable like to do like if, if you're going to be avoidant right you're avoidant is like i'm not going to do anything either way i won't do a positive thing i won't do something that i think is going to go badly i'm going to shut down but this was yeah this was like focusing on just doing kind things for other people and i, I do wonder if that's uh sorry i was gonna say i do wonder if, if in some ways that's an easy or easier set of exposures sure. you know versus like smear uh cream cheese on the side of your mouth mm -hmm. and then go ask for directions or something mm -hmm. like this is like values based like doing something that's actually kind and helpful to people yeah yeah 
Yeah. You're not just like seeing that people won't make fun of you. It's like, yeah, you, they feel or like being, being an, a dick to people as a, as a way to show that like, Oh no, people are actually quite forgiving if you're a, a bit annoying. And totally, I don't have this thought fully formed, so I'm yeah. don't totally want to talk about it, but it makes me think of like some of that research on that people who are very socially skilled or like really low social anxiety. Um, one thing that they often do is kind of take care of others socially, like mm-hmm. um, like make it smooth it out for other people. Um, and so I don't, something in that too, it's like, right, it's a very kind thing to like take care of others socially. Like if somebody is, I have no idea, stammering over their words or something, they help them like find the word or something, you know, mm-hmm. something like that is a very, sure, yeah. like make introductions for people for them when maybe this person should be, you know, socially introduced. Totally, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a very like socially like confident trait. But again, is it really like, is this kind of, kindness piece right is a very like socially it's a really way of kind of being kind mm-hmm. to people you know and so yeah, in that social yeah. yeah like it's, i don't know just maybe think of like a similar thing with this too like the act of being kind to others how it's really helpful for social anxiety mm-hmm. and um in a similar way of like right like that is a trait of people who do have higher confidence and struggle less with social anxiety so that i'm not that similar yeah. And and it's also not not protective, defensive, okay. shut down. It's not it's not escaping and hiding in your you know. It's actually going out and engaging with with people, but in a way that's very positive mm-hmm. and very pro-social. Yeah, 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 and a, a little vulnerable. Definitely, right? Like you're putting yourself out there to do this. Mm-hmm. And and again, like like you're saying, this this goes both ways, right? It makes the recipient feel good which is probably pretty reinforcing and it makes you feel good and feel good about yourself talk about you know self-compassion and versus self-criticism if you're being kind to people then uh, you there's you know it's not like it's going to get rid of the self-criticism but it does give you again some of that pride balance it makes me think of when you and i ran a group years mm-hmm. ago when we had a group member who was incredibly what's the best word i guess pro-social always would check in like hey how's it going do you remember this person i'm thinking of how are you sure yeah and um you're like you know one thing i really took from that is like it's never weird or it's never seen as like oh you know like that's somebody being kind you know like this totally yeah, like this, this I, warmth, fear, right? Yeah, this fear that it's going to be like, oh, too vulnerable, or people are going to think I'm a weirdo or whatever. I totally. thought, like, not one person ever. In fact, people have these very positive, oh. like, strong positive reactions to that. Totally. If you ask them, they're always like, oh, it makes me feel really good. I really like it. Yes. And, like, yes, this person's, like, likability. Mm-hmm. Very high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This makes me think of some of the Yeah. Things. Yeah. And if people were to express their gratitude back, that person is going to feel very good also. Yeah, yeah. And the person expressing the gratitude is going to feel good for making the friendly person feel yeah. good. Um, I am curious, this 
I love how you say like American Thanksgiving. Um, so yeah. like American centric, I don't even like think of because there's like Canadian Thanksgiving. There's like other Thanksgiving. Okay, great. Right? There is Canadian Thanksgiving. Sure, good. <laughs> I mean, I, I got to imagine there's, there's got to be other cultures that have, like cu cultures and countries that have some day where mm -hmm. you are supposed to be grateful for the things you have, right? I can't imagine that like president yeah. whatever yeah. invented this 50 years ago. I think it was Lincoln. I think I read that somewhere that made it like an official holiday. Um, okay. So anyhow, I doubt he invented gratitude. No, day, I'm assuming I highly doubt that. Um, but I do think it was like a really famous president who like made this an official mm. holiday. Anywho, um, OK, I got to ask Thomas, yeah. even if mm -hmm. you're not American, you are an American, but even if you uh, culturally were not raised in America. Yeah. What are you what are you um, what are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Oh, I mean, mine's I mean, mine's really easy. What are, your, what are your top three? Current three for today. Current three? Oh, jeez, I don't know. For today. I mean, like, like three, is a, three is a lot. I mean, I, I think number number one is, is really just the, you know, harking back to all the stuff we talked about. The amount of people, of like sort of loved ones in my life who have been kind to me. Um, I mean, it's just, it's really, it's pretty stunning. Like if I, um, like I, I sort of do regularly think about, it, I have no idea where I would be. Like even if I just think last few years, right? I have no idea where I would be, what my life would be like um, if, I, if I hadn't had these people that I'm close to being like so kind and so generous to me. You know, I, 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 I think of it fairly often just, just how lucky I am to have people like that. Um, so like that one's really the, the overwhelming one. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, yeah, just to kind of have those kind of people that care about me so much. So I think mean, that's all of my top three. It's going to be. That's all your top three? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, there's, I'm sure there's other things, but that's just, uh, that's, that's just way more important than anything else. What, what, what about for you? Let's see your top six. Yeah my top 10 um i mean that's what i if i go to like the you know the easy ones for me it is definitely like my family for sure um and both my like little immediate family and like you know my family of origin as well um I, yeah just a lot of luck and yeah um but then I do, I try to like in assigning this for clients and thinking about kind of like, you know, stretch out that mental filter. I try to seek out like yeah. daily gratitude things. Uh -huh. um, and yeah, so some of those I think is sometimes helpful in in mood and in appreciating those like, you know, the big ones obviously are incredibly important, but even like those small mm -hmm. ones I think, right, help you to recognize like, wow, even like these little things. Yeah, it, it can really shift your mood. So things even like, um, yes, one of my college roommate uh, moved to Austin a few years ago and we just went to lunch for her birthday. And so like just I feel really I wrote that in her birthday card of like just grateful mm -hmm. 
who would have thought I went to school in Wisconsin, who would have thought she would have ended up here, you know, lives close to me and we can see each other on a regular basis. So I feel very feel grateful for that. Um, yeah, that's yeah, I get that. So so kind of the you know the big ones and then I think the big ones are small, uh, smaller, like yeah, like, yeah, those small ones help too to realize like like when I do practice this on my own, um, I'll be like go through and be like my life is perfect. Why do I ever complain about anything? <laughs> I mean, which is clearly not the case, but it does kind of. Yeah have that that sense afterwards of like things are good you know things like wow i really get sometimes overwhelmed by things or think things are really hard or even the like woe is me and mm -hmm. then some of these like small things thinking about help me to kind of reorient a bit of like things are okay you know things are things are pretty good yeah you know i was uh i was shooting around playing basketball today um and I just felt really grateful to be able to do that. Yeah. I was like, I feel really good that I'm like, I'm here like in a gym, like shooting some basketball, which I love. Totally. And uh, yeah, I'm sort of like, like lucky to be in that position. Because yeah. I wasn't always, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that sounds good though. The, the those little ones as well as the big ones. I mean, that's what I say to clients. I'm like, it can be like yeah. an awesome cup of coffee this morning, right? Like, it doesn't. It's more of what we're working on. It's like that orientation of thoughts than the content. Mm -hmm. Like how we always talk about everything, right? It's not the content that's so important. It's like the process of doing it's this. The process, yeah. It matters, and same with this too. Like, con you don't have to find because some clients be like, I don't know, and like, what's exactly? I'm like, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. Thing you know, we're trying to reorient. What you're seeking out and looking for and those small ones those help too those part of your your daily existence you know mm -hmm. those count yeah um so this is uh i mean maybe i'm jumping ahead a little bit here but but the thinking about the if people are interested in um oh i, sh I should mention too like i i came across a i guess a review article from like like a meta like review article from uh, last year, this year, end of last year, that was looking at um, uh, gratitude, solely gratitude intervention, just on its own as a treatment for anxiety and depression, like clinical level. And uh, it was it was interesting because the you know their conclusion was small positive impact. Uh, no, no, the, the, the results were small positive impact from just doing gratitude on anxiety and depression. I thought I read this too. Yeah, yet their conclusion was, therefore, it's a waste of time. I'm like, what? <laughs> what are we talking about here? Like, like did, I, I don't know if you came across this, but yeah. you know, and I'm like, I disagree with your conclusions. What I, are you? Because they, they were like, you should probably... Do CBT. Still do therapy. And I'm like, obviously, <laughs> are we really, are we really suggesting that That's writing so gratitude, yeah. gratitude journal each night would cure your anxiety and depression? Yeah. Sure, yeah. But it was, it was like, like, 
yes, fix your lifelong, you know, extreme phobia of whatever. Like, no, of course not. I this is where I think yeah. of yeah, like like the you know all the like your love of like metacognitive work, right? The why, the why I should do the CBT, why I should do the exposure work, right? The why. And so it is that like, I want to have a value driven life. I want to, you know, enjoy these things more. I want to be able to enjoy the things that I am grateful for. I want to be able to do these things that I, that I care about that are important to me. And so, yeah, I think it like gets more to the, the why of doing some of that, you know, more nuts and bolts work mm-hmm. of CBT and of things that are like, yes, more specifically geared towards treating the specifics of a of a singular disorder. Yeah. Totally. And, and like this being components of a, of a big, of a big shift that you're making. Totally. So it has a small impact, small positive impact just alone with nothing else. Great. Cool. But in the context of all the other shifts, like what, what a useful one, mm-hmm. a low barrier to entry. Yeah. No, I can you know? Yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was like, well, of course oh. it's not going to like, yeah, make yeah, you yeah. washing your hands and be okay with contamination because I said like I'm grateful for my family and my cup of coffee, right? Like uh, that's not yeah. like a direct correlation there. Totally. But, totally. It's, but it's pointing out really important. Mm-hmm. Things that you care it's, about. Yeah, really important. Like it's pointing out, yeah, these shifts that are very valuable. I remember like it just it, it's annoyed me a little bit because um, I was looking up the article and then I was seeing all the – you know, shallow news outlet reporting of the article, which, you know, they don't get that. They need someone to like contextualize it. So the news reporting was like, um, gratitude, unhelpful. I'm like, what? (laughs) It's so, so not the conclusion. Conclusion is Lincoln have instituted this holiday. If he thought gratitude was not helpful. (laughs) it's a it's it's a piece and yeah a a useful one that line that that lines up with you know helps it helps encourage it helps decrease rumination and worry it helps encourage compassion Mm -hmm. uh self-compassion it helps encourage kindness Mm, you know behaviors yeah um and i think it does say something right that we do have like a national holiday focused on gratitude that it is a culturally valued thing to be mm-hmm. grateful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like it. So um, we don't always have great things in our culture. So let's let's promote one of the good things we have. So you're saying let's focus on the positive parts <laughs> of the culture? That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably needed. Mm-hmm. Um what so what would you think um and, and again this this is where I thought I might be like potentially just jumping too far ahead or something. But um, if people were wanted to kind of like turn some of these systems on, what do you recommend as the like, I don't know, ways of doing that exercises or whatever? Yeah. I and mean, we've been talking about it. I, the one I always do is to identify three, three things you're grateful for, three positives each day. And they have to be new each day. And again, mm-hmm. All in between doesn't matter. And then after reading this article, yeah, on thanking someone who maybe hasn't been thanked, or you know, writing more of those like thank you cards and such. I'm like, that seems like a pretty easy, low barrier step that would like, yeah, make me feel good and obviously make somebody else feel good. 
Yeah, and and I think just just to to give people sort of gradients of options here. Um, I'm willing to bet there is a whole bunch of value to just writing it without having to deliver it mm. or send it just because that I feel like that barrier feels a lot higher. I think on on the internal processes level, just writing it out does like does a lot of the lifting. If you then give it to the person, which again, you have to then fight that that um, overestimation of how awkward the person will feel and you will feel and uh, like underestimating how valued it will be. Um, but if you are, if you were to feel like you could get beyond that, then yeah, you get the impact of on the other person and the way they reflect it back to you and um, that uh, kindness part. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think, yeah, also opening up that, you know, the, the kindness, you know, yeah. relationship with gratitude. Um, in, in the studies I was looking at, there's a small, easy acts of kindness. These yeah. weren't like big, big, big things. They were like little things. Like, I mean, I, I, I wish I'd written down the examples, but I, I, I just remember thinking, oh, this is pretty easy. Sure. I think even like some of like saying thank you frequently, you know, even for like yeah. uh-huh. you know, someone bagging your groceries or, you know, I think those things, I remember yeah. in the pandemic thanking a grocery store checkout person and they were like, that means so much because like thanks this is a big deal and they were like so moved and like oh i should be doing this more often <laughs> like that was that was big but i think even those small like thank yeah. you you know i think that's a lower bar that helps mm-hmm. yeah then or anything where it's yeah like thanking or being kind or um saying things to people that will make them feel good Mm-hmm. Well, and one of these studies did mm-hmm. say um, for the relationship piece, like the more we work on gratitude for ourselves, you know, having some gratitude for things in our own lives, the um, correlated with having more kindness towards others, just naturally. No, no surprise there, right? That just lines up with all all the other stuff we know. Yeah, that that makes total sense. I um, in college, I once had a, a compliment booth. It was like I didn't invent it. I just joined my joined my friends who, like, you know, in a student union, who just book you could book tables for whatever your group was or whatever. And my friends just had a compliment table where they would just give compliments to people that came up. That sounds pretty awesome. It was not. It was so much fun. Like we felt. I mean, I, I was very aware of how great I felt <laughs> just being sort of kind to people, and then. Their, their responses and a lot of times they would give compliments back as well you know you'd have these big conversations and then you'd know each other after that it was just really, I don't know it's just really nice yeah put all these things into practice yeah like happy happy podcast today I know. read this to others especially all right well yeah I mean one one of the studies that I saw on this stuff was uh it was arguing for there's great benefit to reducing negative affects and negative emotion, but there's an underemphasized benefit to trying to escalate positive affect too. 
which I think gets into into the positive psychology and the value stuff. I feel so like good and happy after this podcast. We need to do more. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know, yeah, I know, right? We should, the world is a great find. place. Everything's gonna be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, happy Thanksgiving, and um, I hope <laughs> to those who celebrated. <laughs> I hope that uh, I hope you get to have some curmudgeoningly alone time. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a great I'm gonna have a great time. Don't you worry about me. Alone eating pizza. <laughs> I'll be living. I don't know. We'll see. Um, I'm having a great time. I hope I hope you have a good time. I hope yes, I am making, I mean, now that I am an adopted Southerner, I'm going to be making a pecan pie and a chocolate pecan pie if pecan pie wasn't sweet enough. Yeah, enjoy that. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. See you next time. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye.